I, I, I don't know what to say. <laughs> Are you not entertained? The best off season of all Are you time. Entertained. <laughs> In the midst of the Lockdown Texas podcast, but we are trying to bring you <laughs> Texans updates, news, what's going on with Deshaun Watson. Uh, Devontae Adams Go got on. traded to the Raiders right before like we hit the one, two, three button. Got traded to the Raiders. That has nothing mm, to do mm, with Lockdown mm. Texans or the Texans. That just has to do everything with arguably the greatest NFL offseason thus far. But we do have to talk about the latest surrounding Deshaun Watson, the Saints and the Falcons, what they could offer. And we're going to end off the show, hopefully, if news doesn't break, <laughs> with YouTube comments. You guys have been pretty active, so we're going to get active back with you. But first, Cody, uh, the countdown? I guess. <laughs> You are Locked On Texans, your daily Houston Texans podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome to a Friday edition of the Locked On Texan Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I'm John, some sports guy, Hickman, joined by Cody Davis of Sports Illustrated. And we are definitely going to talk about Deshaun Watson, the Texans, and get into those YouTube comments. But I just want to start the show with, on a day where Devontae Adams was traded for 285 million dollars, excuse me, a five-year extension worth $141 million to the Las Vegas Raiders. You got social media pages getting involved on Twitter with between the Saints, the Texans, and the Falcons. You got players going along with trolling. You got Kyle <laughs> Pitts tweeting and deleting. You got reporters oh, even wild. going at it. Thursday was the greatest so far offseason, at least I can remember to date in NFL history, but uh, I say all of that to say the latest surrounding Deshaun Watson. What do we know? The Browns, they pulled out. And so, oh, that's another thing. The Browns got to deal with their girlfriend now. <laughs> right? No, their wife. Their wife. They was committed. Right. They were committed to Baker Mayfield. You think about just a couple of seasons ago, Beating the mm, Pittsburgh mm, Steelers, going toe-for-toe with the Kansas City Chiefs in the playoffs. All things look bright for the Cleveland Browns. And then now that's spiraling out of control. So they have a relationship with Baker Mayfield that they may or may not can repair. But the Browns have pulled out. It does not seem like the Carolina Panthers are a part of the race anymore. It has came down to two teams. The New Orleans Saints mm, mm, mm. and the Atlanta Falcons, which... I can't remember the show that I, we talked about this on, but we talked about potential teams, and I threw in towards the end. I wouldn't be surprised if the Atlanta Falcons tried to get in the mix. Well, right now, Atlanta, which is where Deshaun Watson was a ball boy for uh, in, in Atlanta, uh, War Dunn bought the family a house. And I say this in terms of Atlanta, with Deshaun going home, you know, home is where the heart is, and if the heart is there, then that'll be an easier place for him to rebuild his image, which is something mm. he's emphasized, uh, especially after 
it was announced there would be no criminal charges. However, we look at the Saints, you know, playing for a woman uh, owner that he would like to go to in his vouch form, at least trying to get him in New Orleans in the Superdome. So, uh, Cody, what is exactly all going on with Deshaun Watson at this time? Well, John, listeners and viewers, to be honest with you, nobody knows. Nobody knows. But what I can say, I'm not surprised that it is coming down between the Falcons and the Saints. And by the way, I want to say Deshaun Watson is a goat in my book because I don't know how in the hell can one person have arguably the three biggest cities in the South, Houston, Atlanta, and New Orleans going at each other on social media right now. But, you know, I'm not surprised that he came down between the Falcons and the Saints because John, after talking to a source, by the way, I spoke to a source after we recorded on Wednesday to see, you know, if, if I can get like a hint on which way Deshaun Watson is leaning towards. Um, they told me, and this was before the New Orleans Saints had their second meeting um, with Deshaun Watson, this time in Atlanta. They told me that um, Deshaun Watson is truly taking his, his, taking his time about this decision. And that report actually was a little bit more verified after what Aaron Wilson, a good friend, friend of the show, part of Pro Football Network, also retweeted about an hour timestamp, March 17th, 2022, um, about an hour before you and I got on the podcast to start recording for today's show that Deshaun Watson is still trying to weigh his options. And I say all that just to say, John, I'm not surprised because the Falcons, in my opinion, at least, and of course, it, it all depends on how they're going to rebuild that team if and when they get to Sean Watson. But as the way things stand of right now, the Falcons do not give Deshaun Watson the best opportunity to win. But it does give him the best opportunity to 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 rebuild his image and get his brand back. A brand that was really starting to take off prior to these allegations coming out. And then you take a look at the New Orleans Saints, where that is a team that's with a couple of tweaks and, 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 and fixes, they probably could win the Super Bowl next year. And I'm not saying that just because I am a Saints fan and I'm from New Orleans, but when you take a look at the weapons that that team has, not on the offensive side of the ball, but also on the defensive side of the ball as well, that team is more ready to win. Why am I bringing that up? This is very important. Go back a year ago. A little bit over a year ago when Deshaun Watson first demanded his trade, we remember the teams that was out there. Miami Dolphins, the New York Giants, and the Denver Broncos were the main three teams trying to get their hands on Deshaun. Back then, Deshaun was a little bit conflicted on, do I go to a team where I have the best chance to win, which was the Denver Broncos, or do I go to a team like Miami or the Giants where, you know, I might not have an opportunity to win right off the bat, but I would be in a great market to continue building my brand and continue building myself as Deshaun Watson, the NFL quarterback, with all of the um, uh, with all the promotions and everything that come along being a part of a top player in a top market like that, that is very important because here we are a year later, and those two things could be even more so to Deshaun Watson because, like like I just mentioned, you go to Atlanta, you're not going to be in Super Bowl contention, but you would be in the best possible situation to rebuild your image and rebuild your fan base. You go to the New Orleans Saints. John, is there a better team in the NFC 
that could possibly beat them, given all the weapons that they would have as of now. In the NFC, when I look at the Saints, I'm not. What did Deshaun Watson? What did Deshaun Watson? I'm not 100 sure. Got to take a couple of things in, in consideration. Excuse me. Yeah, it gonna be the, the, it ain't gonna be Green Bay if you try to take that in cons- oh, into man. consideration. Oh man! <laughs> and you know what? I'm happy. I am happy. <laughs> Aaron Rodgers got what he wanted because now you go out there and you pull off a LeBron moment. No help unless see how it works out. But this legal situation with Alvin Kamara mm-hmm. and, you know, how will the Saints kind of build from that if he's not able to play? Both of these teams or whoever actually gets Deshaun may still be awaiting a suspension from the NFL. Mm, and so yeah, that's a good uh, I, point. I, I would I would expect that that suspension wouldn't be no longer than six games, considering nothing criminally. I'm putting quotation marks around it because of if you were not charged, it doesn't necessarily mean nothing happened. You just were not charged. Um, but if there was no criminal charges, then I don't see how the NFL could suspend you more than six games. But uh, when we look at what Deshaun Watson wants right now, from what has been put out there, what we know, you can research this, uh, this information yourself, guys, that Deshaun Watson was completely blew away from his meetings with the Saints and with the Falcons, right? And that it came off as the red carpet treatment, where Deshaun hasn't felt necessarily heard in the last two years or however long it had been happening in Houston compared to a franchise that I will vouch for in terms of what they will do for their quarterback with New Orleans, you know, they're going to hear their star quarterback out in Drew Brees. And we know that Drew mm-hmm. Brees brought them that Super Bowl. And then uh, hearing what Arthur Blank and the relationship there and how the second interview, everything just kind of played out for Deshaun Watson. And so I do think he's torn between playing at home and playing in New Orleans. And I think New Orleans, like you mentioned, Cody, gives Deshaun the best immediate opportunity, to say the least, to win, to be a winner, at least make the playoffs win. As far as, you know, Atlanta, it may be some time, right? And I I would suspect that some of those very great young players, Houston's going to want back in return, right? Hmm. I I also will look at Kyle Pitts for that. Tweeted, deleted tweet, right? So we'll, we'll get into more into what the trade package will look like from those other franchises. As Cody and I, we are still just kind of in awe of uh, <laughs> this Devontae Adams to Vegas. I always say, I still say Oakland, but to Vegas, which mm. now makes the AFC West. Who Houston has to play this year? The whole AFC. AFC they're going to run through the AFC West. Um, I mean, AFC South, dog. The Broncos. <laughs> now the Vegas, the Vegas Raiders, uh, the Chiefs, and the Chargers. Chargers. Right? It's going to be a bloodbath. But it is that time of year as college basketball tournament is finally upon us. And from all of the latest odds, contests, and player props, BetOnline.net is the number one source. For all of your player and betting and sports need info, sports needing in your info, BetOnline remains the best spot for all of your sports scores, podcasts, and news this season. And it's not just basketball. BetOnline is your continued source from all of your sporting wagering, uh, sport wagering information needs, including live betting, 
and your favorite Vegas casino games. Head to the website or use your mobile device to learn more about all of the trends and action where Bet Online is where the game starts. Welcome back, and thanks for making the Locked On Texans your first listen every day. Make sure you're following Locked On NFL, where Locked On experts cover the biggest stories around the NFL every Monday through Friday in less than 30 minutes. It's free and available wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome back, Locked On listeners and viewers out there. Thank you for checking us out on this Friday as everybody has been playing the anticipation game, the waiting game, and... um, Normally, I wouldn't wear a do-rag, but (laughs) like today has been a crazy day in terms of trying to keep up with the Houston Texans, and I'm actually looking forward to whenever Watson's trade actually goes down. I will probably stay on Twitter for a couple of days, man. I just need need (laughs) a break. But in terms of what we would expect or the trade package, each team – will uh, give to Houston, propose to Houston. Cody, I'm going to let you start with the Saints, but before I hand it over to you, I want to say this. If the trade is indeed the Saints, then I'd expect, and I think this should be the case, more picks compared to players, Mm. right? I don't look at the Saints as a team that has the players, at least caliber-wise, that I think Houston can sacrifice picks on. Right? Mm. When I look at uh, CD dudes who got involved with the, the Twitter trolling back and forth for Lonnie Johnson. Shout out to Lonnie Johnson for being a good sport, by the way. Um, I wouldn't consider uh, uh, Ruiz. I wouldn't consider, uh, consider even Eric McCoy, who I think Houston should prioritize in receiving back in the trade. Like, I wouldn't consider those players as, okay, well, we got this player so we can make it up for picks, make up the player for picks. Uh, but I will say if Atlanta and Houston uh, and Watson does decide to uh, in, 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 indeed decide to go forward and Watson chooses to go home, then I'm okay with the package being evenly balanced with players and picks or players compared to picks. I think regardless, Houston should get three first rounders back. And I think whoever trades for Watson that'll be the case. But we also got to look at the second round. Maybe we get a third or fourth round this year or next year or something along those lines. And I look at Atlanta with players that I think could be, you know, more helpful to Houston right now than the Saints. Yeah, most definitely. And look, of course they're going to get three first rounders back because Nick Casario said over a year ago, that is just the starting price before you and I can start discussing about what, what, package that we're going to get back in return for Deshaun Watson and John when I take a look at the Saints when I take a look at the Falcons once again New Orleans is my home but as a Houston Texans reporter and I know how important the value it, it's it it is for the Texans to get back the correct value for Deshaun Watson between those two teams I would have to say in terms of picks it's going to be Atlanta because what you and I just finished talking about in the first segment you go to New Orleans, you could possibly be one of, if not the best team in the league with all the weapons and stuff. But if you go to Atlanta, it's going to take some while before you finally reach that mountaintop, which means those those first-round picks in next year's NFL draft and possibly the year, year before, the year after, excuse me, it's going to be more valuable. But in terms of which player is leaked 
in these trade packages, John, I am a little bit like, I don't want to say scared, but I'm a little bit nervous because in terms of trade packages, and I think this is why I am, as a Texan reporter, a little bit disappointed that it seemed like he's not going to Carolina because I think we all can agree, like Carolina had the best mix of packages, of, of picks. Yeah. And players. And, and, and remember, I, I, I mentioned that I hope the son doesn't. I can't remember if this is off camera or not, but I oh, hope yeah. that the son doesn't des- decide to give one last big middle finger to the Texans by choosing <laughs> not to go to the team that can really give Houston the best package and offer back. So, and I think that's what happened. Now, I do like the fact that in a potential trade package, the Houston Texans could get their hands on Chauncey Gardner-Johnson, who is by far one of the up-and-coming defensive backs in this game. He is a cornerback that can actually help the Houston Texans secondary tremendously. But, John, listeners and viewers, you might not agree with me, but if Deshaun goes to New Orleans and they put offensive lineman Cesar Ruiz in that trade package... I think he's going to be the most important asset coming back in return. And I only say that because, John, listeners and viewers, we talked about time and time again on this show how the Houston Texans need to improve their offensive line, especially the interior. This is a guy who plays right guard. You put him alongside Titus Howard, it has the potential to make the right side the strongest part of the offensive line. However... Even as a first-round pick in 2022 and 2020, he has not lived up to the expectation in New Orleans. And another reason why I'm considering Caesar to be one of, if not the most important asset coming back in the trade with Deshaun Watson, if he pans out like I'm hoping he will, that would actually buy the Houston Texans more time to focus on other positions that they need to fill, like a wide receiver, like the defensive front, like the secondary. Who knows? They can actually use those draft picks in order to get young talent back. Yeah, I'm not necessarily big on Ruiz. Um, I'm not necessarily big on the player aspect of what the Saints can offer. So when I look at the Atlanta Falcons, who I think just has a stronger player package, right? You mentioned fixing the right side of that offensive line, specifically the guard, 100%. And Houston has already mentioned that they want young players and young players scream rookie contracts (laughs) to bring in, right? Well, Cody, me and I, I mean, you and I can agree on that. Chris Lindstrom from the Atlanta Falcons, who plays right guard, is a player that in 1,034 snaps last season allowed zero sacks, only two penalties last season. Uh, he has played phenomenal throughout his first three years in the NFL, still under contract for the next two years. Uh, he's due to make $2.5 million this year if he is traded to Houston and Houston or Atlanta decides to pick up his fifth-year option. So let's just say if his fifth-year option is you know, uh, picked up, then he'll make three, $13.2 million next year, which is relatively low for a right guard who, by the time his contract rolls around, he needs that extension, may make a whole lot more than that, right? And so I look at that as the upgrade Houston needs. I look at Chris Lindstrom as the player where if I'm sending you to Atlanta, Atlanta, I need this player back in return. Now, on the defensive side of the ball, A.J. Terrell, a lot of people 
killed him his rookie year. He got acclimated to the game. And I don't have his numbers, his stats on me right now. But eye-wise, what A.J. Terrell was able to do last season, getting comfortable in the NFL, understanding how the NFL works. Compared to his rookie year, guys, he ended off the season tremendously. And when we come back, by that time, I'll have his numbers. But A.J. Terrell will also be a part of that package. So now you look at maybe Houston's the right guard position, and there's no outstanding cornerback on this roster at this time outside of the potential and upside of Lonnie Johnson that you can immediately go to and say, well, that's a corner we can trust next season for all 17 games. A.J. Terrell will be that player, right? There's no right guard on this roster right now that you can definitively say we can put him on this offensive line, right? And we can trust that he'll be able to move some bodies out the way. So those are the two players that if I'm Houston, I'm starting with along with the I'm starting my asking price with along with the three first round picks in return. Along with, you know, a second a couple of seconds. Hey, I need a fourth round or two. I need a third hmm. round or two, right? Depending on how they want to break it up throughout the years. But there's one player that I don't want to get away from uh for the Houston Texans. And uh, this player is a player who mentioned that, well, well, I wrote this article on him not too long ago, that he may want to move on from Atlanta. We'll see how that operates and uh, his future there. But, you know, maybe look, Houston looks at Grady Jarrett. Now, the younger player has been in the, in the league since 2015, but at his height, Grady Jarrett can give you seven and a half sacks, right? Grady Jarrett is still a player that can give you some productivity across that defensive front. I get it. Maybe you look at his health and, and wonder if that's an issue. Maybe you look at all things considered with Grady Jerry and wonder if that will be a problem for Houston. I understand that. I did not mention Kyle Pitts because mm -hmm. I don't think that Atlanta will include him in that trade simply because they have to retain someone to play with Deshaun Watson, considering there's no Calvin really for this entire <laughs> year. And also considering he may have not came back to play for Atlanta in the first place. But uh, to end off with, Chris Lindstrom and A.J. Terrell are the two players that I am asking for um, right off the bat if I'm Houston from Atlanta. We're going to give you Deshaun Watson. I need those players back as well. To get better, you have to be better, eat better, train better. Everything has to be better in order to stick to your New Year's resolution of losing weight or maybe just eating healthy or changing some of your habits. Well, you can do that and still enjoy what you are eating with Bill Barr, right? Bill Barr. One thing that I love about Bill Barr, the flavors, the variety, the variety packs, right? You can get a pack of Bill Bars with everything that you want to try in them, right? Also, Bill Barr has a new bar every month. This month just so happens to be the white chocolate cookies and cream. But Bill Barr contains 130 calories, four grams of sugar, four net carbs, and 17 grams of protein. That's the best part about Bill Barr. You can enjoy it. It's good for you. Covered in 100% chocolate. Not a lot of carbs. High fiber. Low calorie count. The best of both worlds. And I truly, truly want you guys to go ahead and invest in getting some Bill Bar. So go to Bill.com. Use promo code LOCK15 and get 15% off your order. Use promo code LOCK15 for 15% off at Bill.com. 
Thanks for making the Locked On Texans your first listen every day. Make your second listen to Locked On NFL Draft with Ryan Tracy and former NFL cornerback Eric Crocker. They bring the NFL Draft to life every day with insight and analysis on college football prospects and NFL front offices. It's free and available wherever you get your podcast. I can't help but think how the Houston Texans only got a second round of back of Dave Johnson contract for DeAndre Hopkins. But <laughs> why did you bring Stephon up that? Diggs and Devontae Adams, they got the world back. The by the way, by the way, traded for him, got the world back. And Houston got a, a not even a peanut sandwich back. Peanut butter jelly, man. A, a, a mayo, a, a mayonnaise, a wish sandwich. <laughs> I wish you would have did more with what you had, but you failed to. Capitalize on your great players' departure, which is Houston, something Houston is known for. By the way, John, do you think whenever Deshaun makes his decision, I don't think it's going to be as big as what we just witnessed? Only because everybody was already was preparing for Deshaun Watson's departure. Right. Nobody expected this from Devontae Adams and the Packers. Nobody. Right. You know, that's a good point. Like, you. As in terms of shot factors, that is. I think yeah, that's a great point. I think everybody, everybody's already preparing right now. It's just a waiting game that has really like Deshaun has really built up some anticipation, which is great because he hasn't uh, built up a lot in the last twelve months. He hasn't played no football, right? So uh, for him to get this type of attention, kudos to him, I guess. But uh, I think you're right on that, Cody. I think he waited a little bit too long. This this came out of nowhere. Mm. So let's get mm-hmm. into those YouTube comments. Y'all know what time it is. Uh, let's go with this right here. My man, the Phenom. Dwayne Brown really what started this mess in the Hopkins trade. <laughs> Was the icing on the cake. I just hope this organization doesn't repeat the same mistakes. When handling Davis Mills, I, I gotta say, hold off on the brakes. Wow, crowning Davis Mills, <laughs> uh, a part of that group, right? We just mentioned uh, Dwayne Brown, Hopkins. We gotta look at uh, Deshaun Watson now, but we just hold off on Davis Mills, right, Cody? I, I mean, I don't know. I don't know. I mean, think about it. We might, depending on what Indianapolis do. We might be entering the season where Davis Mills might be the best quarterback in the division. He shows some promise. He shows some promise. And there's one thing I keep hearing. The Texans, every time they talk about a, a trade package with other teams, whether that be with Deshaun, they're looking at, you know, top quarterbacks in the draft. They are set on Davis Mills. Absolutely. So if Davis and, Mills pans out, and, he could be the next to fall in line. Kudos, we would want that, but kudos to the Texans for it. I didn't mention this on yesterday, bringing in Kyle Allen, mm-hmm. uh, a quarterback who is not necessarily going to compete for the starting position, will be there just in case. He's a veteran, knows the NFL, understands how, how it works, but I think Houston is going to give Davis Mills a one-year shot of proving himself whether or not he can be the franchise quarterback moving forward. And they should. Uh, Quarantine Carpenter Bills, ATL. This is in, in regards to the inside the scoop, the understanding trade market for Houston Texas quarterback Deshaun Watson. Uh, he commented that his preferred would be ATL, three first rounders, two second rounders, Kyle Pitts, AJ Terrell, nothing more, nothing 
less. I, I just don't see them including Kyle Pitts in that trade, man. Maybe now, because since he tweeted that, right? <laughs> he went the back door <laughs> and say it was because of Casey Hayward. Uh, come on now. I, I don't know, John. Like, if I'm Atlanta, and, like, the one – the one thing I think could get in the way of Kyle Pitts coming back on a potential deal for Deshaun Watson is the fact that he, that him and Deshaun share the same agent. That's the only thing I can see. But if I'm Atlanta and I have a chance to get Deshaun Watson, I'm not about to sit here and say Kyle Pitts is off the table. If it comes down between choosing Kyle Pitts or Deshaun, I'm choosing Deshaun. Why? You could find another Kyle Pitts. It's going to be very hard to find and get your hands on another Deshaun Watson. Come on now. That, I mean, come on now. That, that's one thing I keep saying to these people that, oh, this person is off the table. This person is off the No. When it comes to a quarterback like Deshaun, not like, like if this was, you know, Texans trading Baker Mayfield, I can understand you saying this player is off the, off the table and this player is, is not up for sale. But in terms of Deshaun Watson, when we last saw him, he was arguably what? The third best quarterback in the league? I'm sorry, Kyle. You got to go. So, but that's a good got, trade package, by the way. I, I would love that back in return. Yeah, one of these guys, he commented a very long post, but I do want to get to it. So, uh, depending on how the trade goes now, we may address it this next week. But Emmanuel Gabriel's. Sauce Gardner at number three. Don't be surprised. <laughs> hey, man. It might be. You know, I, I can see Houston wanting to upgrade their cornerback position. However, I will say this, and I do think Houston is going to get a cornerback regardless of what team uh, Deshaun Watson chooses. I will say this. It does look more and more like Houston may go with Kyle Hamilton at number three simply because mm -hmm. uh, they do have to replace Justin Reed. However, there's a lot of different safeties out there uh, from Houston to uh, choose from. But before we go, John, listeners and viewers, I do want to give some very important news. According to Adam Scheffner, he just posted this like five minutes ago. The Falcons have pushed back $7.5 million roster bonus due on Friday to quarterback Matt Ryan to Tuesday in order to give Deshaun Watson four more extra days to make his decision why was that important? Because the Falcons were going to owe Matt Ryan $7.5 million as a roster bonus um, today. Wow. So this can very well last throughout the weekend. <laughs> Thank you guys for checking out the Locked On Texas podcast, a part of the Locked On Podcast Network. I'm Justin Sports Guy Hickman. Follow us on Twitter at Locked On Texans and like us on Facebook. Also, subscribe to the YouTube page on YouTube at Locked on Texans as well. Uh, just, <laughs> just waiting. And as always, I'm your host, Cody Davis. Please remember to follow me on Twitter at Cody Davis underscore 24. Once again, that's Cody, C-O-T-Y-D-A-V-I-S underscore 24. Since we probably won't be recording until Sunday night going into Monday. Um, make sure you follow me. I'll be providing constant updates on on Sports Illustrated. So, um, yeah, this could very well last until Tuesday. You guys get active in them comments. We'll see you next week. Enjoy the weekend. If you are in Houston, hit up the rodeo. Stay safe in traffic. 
If you're not from Houston, don't come to Houston because traffic is already too hectic. Shout out to 50 Cent for being a future. He's a Houstonian now. And until we meet again, peace.